2: Yes, indeed it is. Eight minutes past 10 o'clock as our number two gets underway on AM 1420, The Answer. It's a Monday morning. Thanks so much for joining us. The 20th morning of the month of August in the year of our Lord, 2018. Really, really outstanding phone calls uh, dealing with gun violence and the culture that creates gun violence in places like Chicago, where nearly 60 more people were shot. Over the weekend in Chicago, 46 in a span from Friday, after, or Friday night uh, to Saturday afternoon. Simply unacceptable. So I really appreciate everybody's great calls on that. And we will come back to that uh, before this program is done. But I do want to pivot now to the issue of illegal immigration. Spoke, spoke to you a little bit about this in the uh, 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 opening monologue. A federal judge has reversed himself. On the requirement of the federal government to take more DACA applications, original original uh, um, ruling from uh, this particular federal judge was that not only can uh, existing DACA recipients apply for renewal of their two-year DACA visas or DACA status, if you will, a protection, uh, but also they had to accept new applications, even as President Trump and the Department of Justice ended. DACA last year. This particular judge now says they will not take new applications, but the existing uh, DACA recipients can apply for those renewals. And joining us to talk about that and more is David Ray of the Federation uh, for American Immigration Reform, FAIR, online at fairus.org. David, good morning. How are you, sir? Doing great, Bob. Uh, How about yourself? I'm great, too. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. A couple of issues that I wanted to get into uh, that uh, have taken place in the last few days. But I also want to give a little preview and a little promotion for the huge event coming up in the middle of the first week of September, September 5th and 6th on Capitol Hill. We'll talk about holding their feet to the fire in a moment. But can you make a little sense of this for us? This Judge John Bates, District Judge John Bates, said the government does not have to accept new DACA requests uh, as of this past Friday, going back on his initial order from August 3rd.
3: Well, you know, uh, Bob, I'm not an attorney, but I am a guy who hails from Northeast Ohio, so I have uh, the lion's share of common sense that most of my Ohio brethren have. It doesn't make sense. The judge's ruling in the first place didn't make sense. I mean, the Obama administration, uh, you know, did this illegal executive edict that created an, an amnesty uh, that was totally outside of the uh, the rights and uh, and powers of the executive branch, but it, it, you know, this DACA amnesty was extended to 800,000 people. The next president comes along and says, okay, well, I think this was illegal, and it's not good, good public policy, I'm going to end it. Uh, a federal judge came along and said, no, you can't end it, you have to continue it. So you have to continue this illegal executive amnesty, even though you don't agree with it, something that one president can start. Another one can't stop. The whole thing hasn't made sense from the very beginning. And I think finally this judge looked at the the mess that he's created, because the, the estimates are there's an additional, you know, there's 800,000 illegal aliens who are currently enrolled in DACA, and there's a there's an additional million out there who, you know, didn't take the time, didn't care, what have you, uh, never, never signed up for the program. And so that would ad- allow an additional million people possibly to sign up for DACA so that the, the judge is recognizing the, uh, the mess that he's made and reversed himself on this. You know, we believe firmly that this is going to end up in the Supreme Court. Uh, it shouldn't have had to. The president does no. have the right to stop it because Obama didn't have the right to start it in the first place. You can't, you know, only Congress can change the immigration status of an entire class of people in other words, grant them an amnesty. So the idea that the President Trump couldn't stop an illegal Obama amnesty is ludicrous. But, uh, uh, yeah, we think if if this ends up in the Supreme Court, there was a similar case called DAPA that was also, you know, an executive fiat of the Obama administration, and that tried uh, to grant an executive amnesty to the illegal alien parents of U.S. citizens. In other words, you and your wife's, uh, sneak across the border while she's illegal, while you're both illegal. She has a baby in the United States, and now you're using that baby to, to try to claim your own legal status. That was struck down by the Supreme Court uh, after being struck down repeatedly by, by uh, lower courts, and we believe DACA will be as well if it makes its way to the Supreme Court eventually.
2: Do you have any idea when the case, uh, the Texas, Texas is leading six states, if I understand it correctly, in a lawsuit to completely remove DACA, uh, as you pointed out, because it was illegal and unconstitutional in the first place. It was executive fiat. Uh, Do you have any idea when that case is going to be is going to be heard?
3: Boy, I have no idea on that one, Bob. It has not been announced yet. And uh, uh, so it was. Just about
2: this time. It's amazing how slow this drags. I'm sorry. It's amazing how slow this drags on um, because, David, obviously, every day and every week and every month that go by, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of more illegal immigrants coming into this country, either by visa overstay or by continuing to cross the wall less border or by claiming asylum and then disappearing into the United States and so on. So that's that's the issue here is, you know, time is of the essence. You would think that this would be expedited in a federal court to decide whether or not this is legal or not so that we can get on with the business of true comprehensive immigration reform.
3: Well, absolutely. You know, you have uh, President Trump uh, promised to end DACA uh, when he came into office, and he did that. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, there's been, he's had a little bit of change of heart as to what should happen to the DACA recipients. But the other things that you talked about that have been attracting illegal immigrants, the easy ability to exploit our asylum laws, uh, you know, the... uh, Prevalence of sanctuary cities across the country; these things continue to attract illegal aliens, and uh, we need a comprehensive immigration law, uh, like like President Trump campaigned on, passed by Congress. That's really the the, uh, the problem right now is that you have a Congress that is sitting on its hands when it comes to immigration reform and not passing any of the reforms that President Trump needs to make his vision for, you know, fair uh, immigration policies that are in the national interest to, to, to bring those to fruition.
2: We're talking to David Ray of the Federation for Amer- of Americans for Immigration Reform, uh, and we're talking about uh, DACA. It's just amazing to me, as you said, and we all know uh, through the uh, Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952, that the President of the United States has sole executive authority, without anything having to do with Congress or with the courts, to make decisions on who can be allowed to come to or stay in the United States. It is as clear right. as anything has ever been written in U.S. law, and yet they continue to hamstring him. Even by the way- while uh, allowing uh, the former executive to make the decision to allow DACA to exist. And then now the new executive can't remove what the old executive uh, had the authority, according to them, to do. Um, Let me talk talk a little bit about this story, uh, if I can, and get your thoughts on it. David, it was a national outrage for a few minutes over the course of the weekend. As an illegal alien uh, living in the United States... Was recently taken into custody by ice as mm-hmm. he was driving his pregnant wife to the hospital to give birth and it was right. an outrage. oh my gosh, this baby isn 't going to be able to see his father on the day that he is, uh, that the child is born because of right. ice and their heavy handed policies of of trying to uh, you know arresting they stopped for gas on the way to the hospital, and that 's where he got right. arrested uh, about five minutes later. Uh, we found out the truth. This wasn't just some random arrest of an illegal for being an illegal Im- alien in the United States. This man is wanted for murder in Mexico, and there right. is a warrant for his arrest and deportation to face charges in Mexico. Right. And, and, Therefore,
3: you have why he was stopped by
2: ICE. Exactly. But, but, you know, but to listen to the left tell it, it was just some you know, terrible, inhumane thing to take this would-be father away from yeah. his pregnant wife and his child, where she had to give birth alone, as if somehow the fact that his wife is pregnant means that he shouldn't be arrested for the murder that he is, being, uh, that he is wanted for.
3: Right. You know, it, it, the safety of the American people and the fact that the vast majority of these folks being picked up by ICE uh, are repeat offender criminals, are wanted for murder in the United States or elsewhere, or for drug smuggling, or for armed robbery. They're not the type of people you'd want as next-door neighbors. Uh, and and they're being picked up by ICE, and they're being returned home where they should be. And uh, the manufactured outrage uh, needs to be countered by people who are uh, pointing out that Ridding the United States of people who are wanted for murder in their home countries or, or who are committing crimes here is enhancing the safety of our own communities, making the United States safer. I mean, how many more Kate Steinleys do we need? How many more American victims of criminal aliens? How many more, you know, you want to talk about family separation and about this man being separated from his child? talk to some of the angel moms and angel dads who've been separated from their children for the rest of their lives because their children have a tombstone over their head. Uh, Those are the people that we really, you know, those, those are who American immigration laws were written to protect. They're written to protect us, not the immigrants, particularly people who are in the country illegally and should not expect for anything to be allowed to stay.
2: Uh, David Ray joining us from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. David, let me uh, pivot to Kevin Yoder briefly. Uh, right. the, Kevin Yoder, the Kevin Yoder Amendment, uh, which was passed about a month ago, or at least in right. committee. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was passed on committee. It was introduced in committee. I don't know if it has passed committee yet. But It was but passed in It committee. was passed. Yeah. Yeah. This, this catch-and-release bill uh, is is simply devastating. Uh, I spent some time on this last week with Peter Kersenau who wrote a letter to the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, uh, demanding right. that they not allow this to advance any further, because what it would do is essentially revert back to the Obama era of catch and release, allowing anyone who claims asylum uh, in the United States to be given a brief preliminary hearing and then turn loose into the population, where, as Peter pointed out, and he crunched the numbers and did the studying and did the legwork, 92% of them never come back for their asylum hearing, and they just live right. in the United States illegally. It's crazy. Right.
3: Well, you know, uh, this is a perfect example of a congressman uh, watching out for his own political hide and his own job ahead of the national interests or the desires of his constituents. I mean, Need we remind you that President Trump was elected on uh, a platform of immigration control, regaining control of the borders, regaining control of... The nation's immigration laws and ensuring that immigration is in the national interest. In a nutshell, the Obama administration dramatically expanded uh, the definition of political asylum to include basically anybody who comes from a violent society, kind of like the city of Chicago, uh, or anyone who's who claims to be running from a bad relationship, even though they're coming from a country where that relate, you know. Even if they're coming from a safe third-party country, which is often Mexico, and the, those changes have created uh, created a huge surge in asylum petitions. Uh, now we have a backlog of seven hundred thousand cases of people who are waiting just to hear their hearings. Now most of them are never going to show up for their hearings, and they are, uh, you know, hiding in the in the uh, interior of the country, but. From two thousand fourteen to two thousand and sixteen, following the changes put, on, put forth by Obama and rescinded uh, by president uh, trump 's administration, we had more immigrants seeking asylum from from two thousand fourteen to two thousand sixteen than we had in the preceding seventeen
2: years Wow
3: I mean it 's enormous you know if you build it, they will come, and they are certainly coming. And you know how is the government supposed to decide? You know, we have a, we we in the United States, as you talked about Chicago, we have we have violence that's fairly widespread in the United States in our inner cities. Most of the developing world has that. We can't have asylum laws that basically qualify the entire world for protection in the United States because we do not want nor can we provide asylum for the whole world's entire population the other thing is how do you expect the government to get you know when you come here from let's say honduras and say uh you're fleeing your boyfriend and he was in he was abusive to you in a relationship first of all was he did he follow you through mexico you should have been safe in mexico once you left honduras because he lives in honduras so your claim here isn't That's really right doesn't really ring true but secondly how are we as a, as the US government supposed to get into the intricacies of your personal relationship with this gentleman and decide whether or not uh there was abuse or whether or not this is just an excuse. It more often it's an excuse than real abuse, which is why they don't bother to show up for their asylum hearings and they just disappear right. into the interior and start having kids who are US citizens. So
2: That that is exactly news. right.
3: Let me just a little good news for Northeast Ohio. Uh, Congressman Yoder has felt the heat from the expansion, from this expansion. I mean, he should have been ashamed of this. Yeah. You don't legislate immigration changes in appropriations bills while teaming up with Democrats. He had, You know, this was a Democrat-led measure that he jumped on board with. But Congressman Yoder has felt the heat from uh, uh, the, the Trump supporters and uh, Americans who want real immigration reform and is looking at this language and says that he will, he will uh, redress it and change it so that it's more in line with what the president's vision is uh, for how this law should operate.
2: So that is good that's news, a great indeed.
3: example of activism can produce results, and this is something that uh, is going to be, be much better for the country.
2: uh, David Ray, Federation of Americans for Immigration Reform, very, very well stated, my friend. I'm out of time. I can't promote uh, uh, the uh, uh, Hold Their Feet to the Fire right now, but we'll do that the next time we have you on. And, of course, I will talk to you. Well, yeah, you better believe (laughs) it. I'll have you on next week. We'll promote that. And then also, of course, I look forward to meeting you and talking to you uh, live uh, uh, in uh, D.C. on September 5th and 6th for Hold Their Feet to the Fire. Dave, keep up the great work, sir.
3: Looking forward to it, my friend. Always good to chat with you.
2: Thank you so much, as am I. All right, it's 1025. Got to catch up on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1028 now, the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, The Answer. We'll have open phone lines for the last half hour of the show. After the bottom of the uh, our news, we've had a ton of uh, uh, very important and interesting things to talk about. If you would like to get in on those things, <clears throat> we'll take your calls. At two one six nine zero one zero nine four five and at 888-281-1110. If you want to talk about something else that we have not yet yet discussed, uh, you can also uh, dial the number for the, uh, for uh, those topics. You can tweet to me at radio done right. Radio done right. No spaces. No underscores. Just all one word together. Same thing. France Radio on Facebook. And I just posted something on Facebook that I need to say here. Twitter and the mainstream media. And the liberal uh, blogosphere media, the likes of which you would find at Huffington Post, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, are killing Rudy Giuliani. They're killing Rudy Giuliani for his Meet the Press appearance yesterday, in which he discussed with Chuck Todd the ridiculous, phony Russian collusion witch hunt. And Chuck Todd, in doing typical Chuck Todd things, uh, continued to try to overspeak. And fast talk, Rudy Giuliani, as Giuliani was trying to make a point, and Chuck Todd uh, was arguing with him about what the truth of the matter was. And Todd said, Truth is truth, right? And Rudy Giuliani responded, No, truth isn't truth. Trying to make a very clear point that your version of the truth doesn't make it the truth. But the media jumped with and jumped on truth isn't truth. It's Orwellian. It's Orwellian. Referring to 1984, adding truth isn't truth to all of the other double speak advanced by the government, big brother. And I'm going to say now what I said on Facebook a moment ago. Anybody killing Rudy Giuliani for truth isn't truth is an idiot because his meaning was clear. Your version of the truth, Chuck Todd, is not the truth. Don't say truth is truth because you say this is truth. There are two sides to every story. As a matter of fact, the Chuck Todd version is usually far from the truth. This is the very reason why the term fake news has come into existence. What the mainstream media, which has run 90% negative news stories on Donald Trump since he was elected, consider that for a moment, how impossible that is to do. But they're doing it. 90%. Media Research Center has documented it. 90% negative news stories on Donald Trump since he was elected. What the mainstream media reports as truth should never be blindly accepted as such. Their bias is so severe that all Americans should question their objectivity and look for the real truth. Rudy Giuliani was right. Truth isn't truth if truth is coming from the mainstream media. Liars biased all. Back with your calls after this on AM 1420, The Answer.
0: social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
2: Yes, indeed. Rolling along. 1035, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks again to David Ray. Really, really looking forward to holding their feet to the fire. It's going to be live broadcast from um, Capitol Hill. On September 5th and September 6th, And we're going to be talking with some of the movers and shakers in the United States uh, uh, Congress, uh, both the Senate side and the House side. We're going to be talking about some of the are talking with some of the leaders in our uh, immigration enforcement uh, uh, policies, or in those departments and agencies rather, uh, from ICE, from uh, uh, Border Patrol, and more. We're going to be talking with organizers, organizers with Fair, uh, as well. So we're going to re- be really, really holding. Congress's feet to the fire. That's the goal of all of this. There's going to be just dozens and dozens of conservative talk show hosts from around this country who care about sovereignty and who care about American law and who care about safety and security of, uh, the people of the United States. And we're going to be there demanding that they do exactly what the President of the United States promised to do when he ran for election, or ran for, uh, White House and was elected. Ran for the White House rather than was elected. And what we gave, or what the, um, Republicans in Congress promised to do as well. They won control of the Congress in large part because they promised to secure this country and to protect this country. And sadly, that's not what is happening. And so we demand that they do exactly what they said they were going to do. That is what hold their uh, their feet to the fire is all about. All right, I want to play this for you so I can respond to it once again. I just kind of touched on it briefly before the bottom of the hour newscast there. This is uh, MSNBC, or uh, excuse me, NBC. What's the difference, right? This is NBC's uh, Meet the Press yesterday with um, one of the saddest, I think is probably the best word. It really is sad. I mean, a seat that was once held by reputable, responsible people like Tim Russert, for example, on Meet the Press is now held by one of the saddest partisan political hacks uh, in American media. Chuck Todd, as the moderator of Meet the Press, is just simply an embarrassing dis, uh, embarrassing thing. It's an embarrassment for a network that apparently has no shame, that feels no embarrassment, NBC. Chuck Todd uh, is the moderator of Meet the Press, and he had Rudy Giuliani, uh, Rudy Giuliani on yesterday, and they were discussing whether or not President Trump would testify, not testify, well, yeah, I guess it would be testify or at least be deposed, uh, and have an interview with Bob Mueller. And Rudy Giuliani, correctly, has pointed out that there is not one defense attorney in America that would recommend that Donald Trump sit down with Bob Mueller, who is going to walk him into a perjury trap. And the reason why is simple. Bob Mueller knows things that Donald Trump doesn't know. Donald Trump doesn't know the things that Bob Mueller knows. Bob Mueller has been interviewing people and combing through evidence or trying to find evidence for, what, over a year now, over a calendar year. He knows everything that Donald Trump has said in every setting and in every forum for the last 12, probably further than that, going back to even his campaign, maybe even going back to before his campaign. He knows everything Donald Trump has said. And if he asks Donald Trump a question about something that he said, and Donald Trump doesn't remember saying it and says, no, I don't. I, I did not say that, or I do not believe that, and then boom, he says, aha, you're lying. Look at this. I have tape of you saying this. Let me ask you something. Have you, or do you rather, remember everything you have said in the last 18 months? Do you remember every statement you have made in private, in public or when I say private, not to yourself, but I mean in a private setting with people who are close to you, in a public setting, in a televised setting, in a broadcast setting. Do you remember when you say as many words per day and per week as the president of the United States does? Or as a talk show host like myself does, I mean we say thousands and thousands and thousands of things every week. When you say so many things and you are involved, as the president is, in so many meetings and so many situations, you're not going to remember everything that you've said. And it's very easy to then be caught in something you don't remember saying, and they say, aha, you're lying, you're covering something up. This is an attempt to make Donald Trump look guilty. And Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal attorney, Jay Sekulow, his other personal attorney, do not want him to sit down with Bob Mueller at all because of that reason. They're going to try to trap him into something based on something he doesn't recall. And because he doesn't, they don't want him to sit down at all, now the leftist media, the likes of which represented by Chuck Todd, say, what's he afraid of? If he just tells the truth, right? The truth is the truth, so why doesn't he just tell the truth? He doesn't have to worry about perjury. Because you don't know what kinds of things Bob Mueller knows and what kinds of things Bob Mueller is going to ask in order to make him look like he is being dishonest. Even if he is not trying to do so, that was the backdrop uh, of the exterior background of the exchange here between Chuck Todd and Rudy Giuliani that Rudy Giuliani is being killed for by the American left. Please listen and them
1: that you would have that, that you guys have not delayed the interviewing. Uh, no. the negotiations. Yeah, yes yes
4: each time by three or four days so we could write a letter in response they have taken two to three weeks to get back to us so I, what I have to tell you is look I'm not going to be rushed into having him testify so that he gets trapped into perjury and when you tell me that you know he should testify because he's going to tell the truth and he shouldn't worry well, that's so silly, because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. He didn't have a, a conversation about... Truth is truth. About... I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. The President of the United States says, I didn't... Truth isn't I... truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize what... I, I, no, I, no, I, no. This no. is going to become a I, bad don't, don't, mean. Do, don't, do, don't do this to me. Don't do uh, a to me. Donald Trump says, I didn't talk about Flynn with Comey. Comey says you did talk about it. So tell me what the truth is. Don McGann, if you're such a genius. See,
2: Rudy Giuliani was 100,000% correct. Chuck Todd sat there and put his head in his hands while Rudy Giuliani was explaining that, as if to say, Oh my God, how can it not be true? Truth is truth. Or, Do you understand what you're saying? Truth is truth? I see a bad meme coming here. You created the bad meme, you lying sack of garbage. Chuck Todd, masquerading as an objective interviewer slash journalist, just tried to tell Rudy Giuliani what the truth is, even though clearly what Chuck Todd sees as truth may be a far cry from what the real truth is. So for him to just say truth is truth... And then mock Rudy Giuliani for saying, no, it isn't, because there are two different stories to, sides to every story. Giuliani even went out of his way to, 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 to give him an example. Trump says, I didn't talk to Flynn about it. Comey says, yes, you did. Well, whose side is the truth? You can't just say truth is truth. There are two sides to every story, and and what Rudy Giuliani said is 100% right. What you tell me is truth, Chuck Todd, might not be reality at all. Remember, the American press, the mainstream American press, both print and broadcast, have have published 90% negative stories about Donald Trump, literally. For every 10 stories written or broadcast about Donald Trump, nine of them are negative. Think about that. Think about how impossible that is to do. He can't get credit two out of ten times for something positive. He hasn't done enough in in 18 months plus in the White House to get credit for, I don't know, three out of every ten positive stories, or three out of every ten stories being positive. You can't find positive things to say about somebody who has done as many things as he has Bringing home the remains of the soldiers from the Korean War? Ending the disastrous nuclear agreement with, with Iran? Lowering the taxes for all Americans? Giving people more money in their paychecks? I mean, you don't have to like him. 4.1% GDP? In fact, you can despise him personally, as, a, as character matters. Record low unemployment for blacks? Record low unemployment for Hispanics, record low unemployment for women, record low unemployment for youth. You can't find a way to tell positive stories, I don't know, three out of every ten times? Just rip him seven out of ten? They rip him nine out of ten. That's the objective journalism that we're supposed to believe is telling quote-unquote truth? And then we're going to mock Rudy Giuliani for saying no, truth isn't truth. Your version of the truth isn't real truth. Rudy Giuliani
4: is one hundred percent correct silly because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. He didn't have a, a conversation truth is truth.
2: about. I, I don't mean to go like. I,
0: no, I
4: it isn't. See, listen to this
2: smarmy, smug son of a blank with his uh, his little laughter in his voice. I don't mean to go all. But it isn't just truth, truth.
4: <laughs> i can see a bad meme coming here truth truth isn't truth the president of the united states says i didn't truth is a truth mr mayor do you realize what i i, I no I, no this is going to become a don't, bad don't, meme. don't do, don't,
2: do don't, don't you don't you just want to bust him upside his smug face and i'm sorry i don't resort to violence in real life this is just verbal stuff you know this is just it, but, but honestly when he sits there when he sits there and, and on national television, lies and then tries to mock Rudy Giuliani for correcting, especially with as condescending as it is. Like I said, I have video. You don't. You were on the radio right now. He puts his head in his hands with this smarmy little smile like, oh, my God, this guy is going to try to tell me the truth isn't truth." It's just so aggravating. Again, I would never resort to violence nor encourage anybody to do so. But boy, oh, boy, if he doesn't have the most punchable face in America between him and Peter Strzok and David Hogg I think it may be a three-way tie but anyway Rudy Giuliani is right
4: don't do this to me Don't. Do uh, truth Donald, Trump, to me. Donald Trump says I didn't talk about Flynn with Comey. Comey says you did talk about it so tell me what the truth is. Don McGahn uh, might if know. If you're such a genius John McGahn, D- Don McGahn doesn't know. If that's the ca- situation okay. they have two pieces of evidence. Trump says I didn't tell him and the other guy says that he did say it which is the truth the uh, left, which is killing
2: Rudy Giuliani for this, is equating it to Kellyanne Conway from uh, last year when she was on live television and she used the phrase alternate facts. <laughs> what? What is an alternate fact? An alternate fact would be, by definition, the left told us, a lie. There are facts and then there are alternate facts, that must mean it's a lie. How can you do this? How can you spin things to be? And it's just so ludicrous. You wonder why the words fake news became a thing. President Trump describing the mainstream news media as being fake is real. Because of course there are alternate facts that are not lies. I would venture to guess that 99.9% of the people listening to the sound of my voice right now has heard about the glass of water. Fact. That glass is half full. Alternate fact. That glass is half empty. Both of those things are facts. There's one fact that looks at it one way and an alternate fact that looks at it the other way and neither one is a lie. How hard is that to do? Fact: there have been three school shootings in Cleveland last year. I, there haven't been, by the way. I'm just I'm doing examples here. Alternate fact: there were 297 schools that did not get shot up last year. Both are facts. Each one is trying to point something else out, though. One is trying to point out how dangerous school children schools are for for children. Another fact, an alternate fact, is that it's pretty damn safe if you consider the fact that 297 out of 300 did not have any problems like that. They're both true. They're not lies. Of course there are alternate facts. This goes on and on and on. The left trying to paint everything that the right says, particularly in the Trump administration, uh, everything that they say is being dishonest. Of course you can't just say truth is truth when somebody isn't telling the truth and people don't know what it is. They don't know which is right. So if Bob Mueller tries to present in an interview with Donald Trump, for example, in Rudy Giuliani's example, President Trump talking with Mike Flynn about James Comey, and he states it as a matter of fact, and it's not a matter of fact because it never happened, Can you just say truth is truth? No. You have two different stories here. And guess what? Nobody knows what the truth is except for the individuals involved. So you can't just say truth is truth. There are no such thing as alternate facts. There are only facts. Are you crazy? The sun comes up every day. That's a fact. Here's an alternate fact. The sun goes down every day. They're two very opposite things. They're both true. One is a fact. The other is an alternate fact. An alternate fact is not, by definition, a lie. All right, it's 1050. I just it, it, You listen to Chuck Todd. You listen to the left. You listen to uh, re- read Twitter, for goodness sakes, just killing Rudy Giuliani. Just please share with these people the truth. And that is, if the mainstream media, especially the likes of NBC with Chuck Todd and his cadre of liars, at because uh, he's the political director at NBC, if, if they are telling you something is true, the odds are pretty doggone good that it's not true, so you don't let them get away with truth is truth. Well done, Mr. Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Keep representing your client because you are correct, and even Chuck Todd knows it. We'll, we'll be right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. I love that promo. It's so true. And you could have added the name Chuck Todd to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and whoever else was on that. You really could have because they know exactly what they're doing. They're born liars and they're born manipulators. And the worst part, of, part about it is, and speaking of Todd now and his minions, they are supposed to be taken seriously as truth tellers. They are supposed to be objective presenters of truth rather than their opinions presented and masquerading as truth. And they left that, uh, they left that a long time ago. 90%, 90% of the news stories about Donald Trump have been negative. You can't do that accidentally. It's just not possible to not be able to find two or three, 20 or 30% of the things that he has done positive and worthy of a positive news story. You cannot do that objectively. It has to be subjective by its very definition. It's amazing. Uh, Jim in West Park, uh, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Yeah, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. Great book. Now, they said, they just had a news clip said that the tariffs are going to hurt the economy. If you've done it right, it's going to hurt the economy. But what were you supposed to do? Eat $650 billion in trade deficits a year? And then this father times three? It's good. Larry's pushing that. But you and me as a cracker can't touch it. And... Hillary, why isn't Hillary on the list of the nine other people that should be taken? Uh, that clearance away from her, and they, they've taken my
2: call. That's a very, that last one, I love that. That's a very, very good question. If they're going to take clearance away from Brennan, which they should, or uh should absolutely, and Clapper and the rest of them, how about former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton? She has no business whatsoever receiving classified information anymore or having access to it, considering how haphazardly she handled it when she was Secretary of State on her uh, illegal server. It's a great point. Thank you, Jim. Todd on the east side. Wrap it up for us, Todd.
3: Yo, Bob, you hear me?
2: Yeah, I got you, man. Go ahead.
3: Spiritual warfare exists, Bob. You might want to spend a little bit more time on this story in Pennsylvania about these um, Catholic priests. And maybe if you have the power to do so, bring in one of these tough investigators of the Catholic Church who are members of the Catholic Church to talk about how this, really, how this may have really gone down. There's some things that we may not, as mortals, be able to fix but we need to be in the effort to try to get it done.
2: It's been... Rev- Sorry about that. Go ahead.
3: We need to be in the effort to try to get it done because I don't think these priests were just simply morally corrupt on their own, although that that is part of it. They may have been corrupted by something that we can't fight. Give it some room. See if the conversation is worth it to you.
2: <laughs> well, I'm watching this very... As a Catholic myself, I'm watching this whole thing play out very, very closely and I'm very, very disgusted by the entire thing. Not only the alleged abuse but the alleged cover-up of the abuse, which is almost 10 times worse. It is always worse, Worse, I think. Seriously, to cover up abuse, thus allowing the abuse to continue and allowing it to claim more victims, it is always worse, as far as I am concerned. And that's, uh, th- that's, that's what cannot be tolerated. And I'm watching it very closely. I've yet to comment very much on this. I've uh, retweeted a few thoughts. I think Hugh Hewitt is all over this, and I really, really appreciate and respect him for that. Um, uh, as far as, you know, Cardinal Whirl and those who are responsible for this. But I'll, I'll probably refrain from giving too many opinions on this until I see it play out and learn a little bit more about what, uh, what really went on. Pope Francis, by the way, sent a letter to Catholics around the world today condemning these crimes and the cover-ups, uh, saying we showed no care for the little ones. And he is, of course, 100% correct. The question is now what do we do about that? All right, that's all the time that I've got for this morning's edition. The good news for you is Mike Gallagher will pick it up where I left off with it next. Stay where you are, Gallagher, then Prager, Medved, Seculo, Elder, and Walsh. And we're back tomorrow morning at 9. We'll see you then. Enjoy the silence.